the college experience. Early look at group of five win totals episode on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by mybookie.ag. The UFC is back. International soccer is back. NASCAR is back. Golf is back. And the casino is open 24 seven. Use the promo code SGP for up to a thousand dollar deposit bonus. That's mybookie.ag promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by ACE per head. ACE is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, ACE is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Once again, that's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. We're also brought to you by Cushy Dreams. Cushy Dreams is a new company with a full lineup of premium smokable CBD. Now shipping legally to all 50 states. And if you use the promo code SGP, you get 15% off. That's cushy, K-U-S-H-Y, dreams.com, promo code SGP. Yes. Woo-wee. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. My name is Colby swinging database dance, dance, AKA pick done D in the motherfucking place to be. Oh, that's not a pick. This is a pick. How are you folks? I'm my, my, I'm like, I don't, I know my Australian accent shit. We're just going to ride with it until I take a speech class or something, or I, I, I need to call my, uh, couple of Australian comics I know and have them just work with me on pronouncing it. Watch more of Crocodile Dundee, which I'm all for, but how are you guys out there? This is a solo episode because Patty C uh, right around this time of year normally has a lot of, uh, a lot of big time work to do. So uh, he'll be back on the next episode. He's told me that. And uh, he just had some, a big meeting and I, w- and you know what? I'm going to start bringing you guys some college football content. I think it's time. I don't know where, I don't know what teams are not going to play, but we're going to pretend like everyone's playing a full season. And what I wanted to do here was I wanted to take the group of five and early win totals that I like that you could probably bet on or not. Probably you can definitely bet on right now. And, uh, and like I said, pretend as if all the games are going to be played, who knows what's going to happen. But uh, you know, if you make the bets, you'll still be able to get your cash back. But I wanted to take a look at that. And I, I feel like over the next couple months, I might just start dropping solo episodes. I don't want to say for sure yet, but I think solo episodes of, uh, well, we, we'll have me and Patty C doing our normal show, but then I might just preview a team, watch five games a week of, uh, let's say New Mexico state. And then next thing you know, I'll just throw together a quick 20 minute New Mexico state preview pod. And I'll do that for the next team and then so on and so on. So Stay tuned, my friends. Stay tuned. Um, before I dive into, uh, like I said, this is going to be college football. Group of five win totals. I'll go through the teams that, you know, uh, the big the big players in the group of five, and then uh, some of the plays I like. Um, and then also some of the bad teams that, that, that were horrible last year that I cashed in on. But uh, before I dive into college football win totals, I want to talk about 
let's talk about a little news. Hope you're enjoying enjoying uh, Madden Mayhem. We've given you some bonus games. We got college football on deck, but uh, all of that coming. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast. Check them out on on all feeds: Twitch, Instagram. Obviously, you got the network and Sports Gambling Podcast on Twitter. We have a petition going out right now, started by some fans, for us to become the next Monday Night Football announcers. I want you to tune into that. It's up on our Twitters and all that shit. Tune into that. I think you'll enjoy it. We got some great guests coming all over at sports gambling podcast and sports gambling podcast.com in the college experience, which is part of all of that. Um, first news though, Texas tech basketball, Georgetown grad transfer. Or actually, I, I don't know if he's going to get the, the pass for grad transfer or not. Uh, Matt McClung though, who dipped out. Like I said, we, we talked about this Georgetown had a ton of transfers this past year. McClung, one of the better players on that team. I feel like, Announced he's going to Texas Tech, which is really interesting because Texas Tech just lost David Moretti to go play pro ball in Italy. Moretti's Italian, and I actually think they kind of get better with this move. They get tougher as a team, but I mean, uh, Texas Tech definitely going the transfer route. Going to be a team to really watch this year is, you know how we always give I feel like the freshman teams like Kentucky and Duke that have recently had the one and dones, you know, they've kind of been falling back a little bit because you haven't been able to get as far because you haven't built the, uh, you haven't had the key cohesiveness to get that far. You're, you're learning really fast, a new, you know, how to play college basketball at this level with coach K and, and new systems. And then all of a sudden you go to the NBA and coach K has to refresh and Calipari has to refresh, um, which makes it, makes it, I think harder. And I think it's a great equalizer for college basketball. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what Chris Beard's doing at uh, Texas tech, because he's actually kind of getting a veteran team via the transfer route. He he's bringing in McClung. He's also got in Jamaris Burton, the transfer from Wichita state. They had a couple big recruits over the past couple of years. Um, and then he's bringing in, which I think this one was really underrated. Get was a VCU big man, Marcos or Marcus Santos. Silva, this kid's a ball player. And I think Texas Tech might be flying under the radar. Now, they're going to have to learn to play together. Obviously, the whole virus thing, who knows how, how challenging that will be. But, uh, uh, I mean, if these guys can find a way to play together, this team's got a lot of talent to really make a run. Um, but So keep an eye on, on the Red Raiders in college basketball this year. College football, a couple of USC transfers there. Uh, JT Daniels goes to Georgia, which was shocking. Former five-star who looked good his freshman year. I mean, he was only 17 as a freshman last year, week one against Fresno state tears his knee up. He's out for the year. Uh, then, you know, what's his name comes in Slovic or whatever and, and just dominates. So Daniels dips out to Georgia where he's going to be competing against Newman this year. And uh, they also have a five-star. Good luck. I mean, it's going to be, I think Daniels is talented, but I don't think he's starting this year. Newman's going to start this year. But Daniels, I believe, still has, you know, three years of eligibility. So perhaps it works out with him in Athens. Also, USC quarterback Jack Sears transferred to Boise State. That was very shocking to me because Boise State still has. Last year, Boise State started a freshman quarterback, Hank Bachmeyer, who was really impressive. I was completely impressed with Hank Bachmeyer. I thought he's one of the better players in the country for a freshman. And, uh, you know, in fact, the, the one game that Boise lost in the regular season they were 11 and one or 12 and one. I think after the measure after the mountain uh, West championship, 
the only game that Bachmeyer didn't start, I believe, or, or not the only game. I think that, let me, let me restate this. They lost. At, he went undefeated as a starter. He was out a couple games, I believe, but they lost at BYU without him. And he was the starter over Chase Cord. And Cord's back too. Uh, so that just makes uh, that quarterback room is incredibly deep. I would imagine Bachmeyer is going to be the starter. And Sears and Cord, I mean, maybe someone transfers out of there, but Boise State, three good quarterbacks now. Uh, that should be interesting to watch. Um, I was talking some SEC. Let me let me pull this up for you. I was talking some SEC football here with, jeez, uh, what is going on? I couldn't believe it. I was reading the, the SEC network saying, like, the, the most anticipated games of of this season so far uh, coming into the season. And I, I thought it was a, some bullshit charity. there, trying to get people excited or something, but they had Tennessee at Oklahoma as the second most anticipated game of, of the sec this year. And I think that's just ludicrous. Yeah. The top five games right here. This is from, this is from, from sec network, right? I believe. Georgia at Alabama, which I'm fair. That, 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 that I'm fine with that one. That's number one. Two, Tennessee at Oklahoma. Three, Texas at LSU. Four, Florida, Georgia. Five, Egg Bowl, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Classic, Leach, Kiffin. That should be very entertaining. But I thought, man, I just think that's a really, really bad game. So I, I, I listed my 10 best SEC games for the season. And uh, I'll start off with one. I, I'm, I'll stay. I'll stay to the Georgia Bama thing because Georgia's played them incredibly good both games. Bama stormed back to grab the win. There's no hurts, no Tua this year. Maybe, maybe Georgia can steal it, but it is in Tuscaloosa. As the other ones were in Atlanta. So that's that. That's number one. Number two to me is Bama at LSU because last year, you know, obviously LSU comes into Bama gets the win, and it's the way they did it the whole team going down to the recruits that were there in the stands that wanted to, that were, you know, visiting to check out Alabama saying, you need to go to LSU trying to make the statement of like, no, Bama's not the fucking top dog anymore. So then they come into Baton Rouge. Um, that's my second biggest game of the, of the SEC season. Third is Texas at LSU. That rematch Texas is supposed to be loaded this year. Still not buying all the way in on Tom Herman, but, um, I do think that's a scary game for LSU. I think that that's one that Texas could get revenge for. I got that as my number three game. Number four, the world's largest cocktail party, Georgia, Florida. And if you haven't been to this, you need to go because this is a fucking blast. I've been to this game. But this year, obviously, Trask against Newman, um, the top two favorites in the SEC East going at it. And then... Uh, I got as my number five game, Auburn, Alabama, the iron bowl. And that should always be top five, even though this, you know, this year, normally when it's at Alabama, the games aren't as good. I, I feel like, I feel like when it's at Jordan Hare, their games are a lot better. Um, but those five, and then I, I look, I, I even listed all 10 for you. I went, I went the distance number six. I'm going to have LSU at Florida. How about that one? I feel like that's always a good, a good game. A lot of classics between those two seven. I'm going to go with the egg bowl. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Leach, Kiffin. That's entertainment value at its finest. Eight is going to be Auburn at Georgia for me. Look, that's a money game. Every year, that's a that's an exciting game. 
So I load that one up. Bo Nix, sophomore year against Newman coming in. New offense. Going to be interesting to see how they use Newman. Then number nine I have is Tennessee at Oklahoma. And I don't even, and this could be 10 or 11, really. Um, I just put Tennessee, Oklahoma there because of the anticipation for Tennessee recruiting this well. And obviously, I think Oklahoma actually might take a step back this year, but it's still in Norman. So I would expect Oklahoma to still win this game. Um, and then number 10 to me is LSU at Auburn, which I actually think LSU at Auburn is probably a better game than Tennessee, Oklahoma. But uh, I could see the, the the pizzazz angle after Tennessee rebounded when eight and four, despite I don't think they had a win against a winning team until the bowl game. In the bowl game, they needed two onside kicks to beat Indiana. And they also got like a fourth down where like a center just moves the ball up a yard. Interesting, but you know, I am a Tennessee hater, but mainly that's because I don't actually, I didn't, I didn't grow up hating them. It's only because of, of their debacle of firing Fulmer and then bringing in all these other coaches and, and if, you know, firing them and firing the AD and, and, and almost having Leach and almost having Shiano and then creating a, a, a smear campaign. So they don't get Shiano, even though he was not even affiliated with, uh, Sandusky really. So I think they deserve some losing years, some more losing years, but, um, but I know they're a passionate families. I've been down there. It's a great, it's a great place to catch a game. So if you're wondering why I don't, I don't care for them. It's really because I feel like they deserve it. I never truly hated them. Like I hated other teams growing up, but they deserve like bad fortune in my opinion for wins and stuff. So, okay. That's, off season news that I have noted. Let's just get into this thing and let's just get in. But before I get in, I want to tell you guys that the college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Whether you're down on your luck or just down because you're stuck, you can find relief with my bookie and there's never a quarantine on fun over at MyBookie.ag. earnings from MMA and simulated sports not coming in quick enough? Wow. Well, try your hand in the MyBookie Casino with instant access to hundreds of classic slots and table games. New blackjack tournaments start every week, offering opportunities to enter free and score a portion of, you know, these gigantic jackpots. And then don't forget that NASCAR and international soccer is back as well. Uh, so those are two things you can gamble on nonstop. Stay safe, stay sane from all the comfort of your own home. Sign up now and go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code SGP and they'll match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you put $100 down, they'll spot you a 50. So basically you're getting free money to play with mybookie.ag. They're just hooking you up just for supporting the show. With mybookie, you bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid. Check out mybookie.ag. Okay, this is the fun part, man. And we're going to go way, me and Patty C are going to go conference by conference like, we, like we've done every year. So this isn't an extremely deep dive, but it will be for some teams, I guess. Ah, nose beers. Um, but first, okay, this is group of five. So you're going to take your, your heavyweights from the group of five and, and teams that have been heavyweights for a while now. I'm going to pull up the win total. We're just going to go through. We'll start with the AAC in the Mountain West, which are the two premier group of five conferences that, uh, shit, I think both these teams, both these conferences were actually better than the ACC last year. If you 
Do you really want to get down to it? Uh, last year in the AAC, Memphis won the AAC and they beat Cincinnati. Um, Memphis, though, obviously Norvell leaves for the Florida State job. So now this is something to pay attention to, and I'll, I'm sure I'm, we're going to mention this a lot this offseason, is that with the no spring ball and limited time, these new coaches are going to have to implement their offenses and defenses and, and their schemes really fast, and, 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 and it probably will result in sloppier ball and probably more losses for those teams with new, with new coaches and new offenses and new defenses. Unless you have a situation like Memphis where they're literally going to uh, a familiar face, essentially. They're going to a guy that was involved with the program last year. And, and I mean, I think for the past like five years. Um, so that one, I, I would imagine, even though, yeah, I know Norvell isn't going to be the head coach there anymore. And he, you know, he was their, their OC pretty much, but you're ha- you're keeping you're keeping you know a similar scheme and everything defensively and offensively from what I from what I understand and that's right, the new head coach by the way Ryan Silverfield um Memphis Tigers their win total is set at and I'm using right now these lines change all the time I'm looking at Vegas insider right now um but the Memphis Tigers is at 10 10 for the Memphis Tigers so they they expect I know they bring back Brady White at quarterback, which is, which is good. And I know they got a good run game still, but let's just dabble over to this, to this schedule and just take a look at 10 wins for them, for the Memphis, uh, Tigers. I think it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to get to 10 again. Cause I think the AAC is getting better as a conference. I really do. Uh, some of the, 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 the weaker teams, I mean, first off, UConn's gone. Perhaps UConn's getting better. We'll, we'll we'll talk about them, I guess, in a little bit as well. But um, one thing is their worst team is out of their conference now. And then I truly believe that uh, I know I'm an East Carolina guy, but I think they're going to be a lot better. And they they well clearly they were better last year than they were with Scotty uh, Montgomery. So just right there that 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 right there shows that they've already improved from two years ago. So I would expect them to continue to do that as they bring back a bunch of their players. Um, but let's get over to where, where am I at here? Where the hell is this Memphis schedule? 10 wins for the Memphis Tigers. And then by the way, at the end of this episode, I'm going to pick my five favorite that I already have noted, but let's just go Memphis. All right. Week one, they get Arkansas state. I think that's a win, even though Arkansas State, not bad. Lake Anderson doing a good job coaching over there. Um, winnable game. I mean, they should win this game. Wouldn't shock me if Arkansas State played them close, though. But I got them as a win here. Then they go on the road to at Purdue. And that's a loss to me. That's a winnable game, though. If Purdue lays an egg, because I think Purdue has a really, I think Purdue opens up with Nebraska. Yeah, Purdue opens up at Nebraska, comes back home, so shit. They they get they catch they catch him at a decent spot. But um at Purdue, I would favor Purdue right now. Rondell Moore back at Purdue. They've been recruiting better over the past couple of years. I would favor Purdue to get that dub. 
Come, then they come back home and they face off against kind of a mystery team this year, the Houston Cougars and Dana Hogerson. Obviously, Derek King gone at Miami now. I think Houston could be a bowl team this year. I like Holgerson. Obviously, you know, he's connected to our guy, Mike Leach and, and how mummy, um, but I'm going to give him, I'll give him the win against Houston, even though that wouldn't shock me if Houston beat them, but tough three opponents though. I mean, Houston didn't go to a bowl, but I think they're decently skilled, but Arkansas state and Purdue were bowl teams. Or no, Purdue was not, but I think Purdue is, is going to be a bowl team this year. So then they, the week four, they go travel to the Alamo dome to take on UTSA. Now UTSA is a mess that that's going to be, a, that should be a route, but they get caught with back-to-back away games. And I, I don't know if you're a new time listener. Um, I'll, I'll go in and do the, 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 the numbers at some point this off season on back-to-back away games and the percentage of teams that win back-to-back away games. It's very low in division one college football, especially at the power five level. I think it gets a little easier in, in the group of five. And that mainly if memory serves me correct from the year prior was because of the Mac. I think the Mac teams win back-to-back road games often. It seems like in the Mac, um, but this one, they, so at UTSA, then they go at SMU, which SMU Shane Bouchelle is still the quarterback there. Uh, and once again, uh, you know, SMU has, has a, a, a air raid guy themselves and Sonny Dykes. I think that's going to be a hard win, hard win to get there. Um, that's a tough first five games. I mean, sure. They could go, they could best case scenario. I mean, I guess they could go five and oh, I highly doubt they'll go five and oh, I see four and one, but there's also potential to be three and two. I think, I mean, you let them even get bit by Houston. They, this could be, I don't think it will happen because they got a veteran team. I think they will be four and one or three and two, but then they get a bye week and then they're home to UCF. Now UCF, uh, they started a freshman quarterback last year. They're going to be a lot better. And uh, I mean, I don't know what quarterback they're going with now. They have so many different quarterbacks. I have no idea who, who will start for them, but UCF is a team that what won nine or 10 games last year. And, and, I think they were all by less than I'll, I'll even pull it up right now. They're like, they're a team. Now I know people think, Oh, I'm actually not a, like a gigantic UCF fan. It's just, it is what it is. Um, they lost by pit or lost by one at pit on, on the Philly special. Right. Uh, so you, the, then their next loss was by three at Cincinnati in the game where I really feel like they were better than Cincinnati. Uh, then at Tulsa, they lose by three. Those are their three losses all year. They won, they went 10 and three and all three of their losses were by a total of seven points. That's crazy. I think they're a lot better than, than, than I think they're going to beat Memphis this year is what I'm saying. Give me UCF to beat Memphis at Memphis. I think Memphis is going to hit the under on the win totals. Cause look, after this, they still got to, they play temple the following week. Look at this stretch. UCF in Memphis, then Temple in Memphis, and then at Cincy. Those are three tough teams right there. Cincy might get revenge. Cincy got swept by Memphis last year. So um, I already have them losing potentially three games by the fifth game of the se- by the sixth game of the season. They could be three and three. And then you still have Temple. You have at Cincinnati. You have home to South Florida. 
with uh, Jeff Scott. Now the Clemson guy coming in and then at Navy at Navy is one that I feel like, Oh shit. If you know, if you're Memphis, they always play Memphis tough. And then they get UT Martin. That's a win, but then they're at Tulane. I'm calling for the under, and I feel pretty good about Memphis under 10 wins. I didn't have that on my top five, but I will say that I think I like them on the under. And while we're at it, they played the Cincinnati Bearcats in the uh, in the AAC championship. I will pull up the Bearcats. Bearcats win total, though, sitting at a eight and a half, I believe, right? Let me, yeah, eight and a half. Cincinnati. Now they, once again, they return their, their quarterback and obviously fickle turned down some, some uh, uh, Michigan state job to stay at Cincinnati. And I hope he builds them up. He's been recruiting really well. Um, they start off with Austin P that's a win. Then they get Western Michigan with Tim Lester, former quarterback of Western Michigan, doing a decent job as a head coach, taking over for Fleck. I, I think they'll beat Western Michigan. Western Michigan's still not bad, though. Should be a bowl team. So if you don't bring your A game, that's a, that's a Friday night game on national TV. But I think uh, Cincinnati's got that. They'll be 2-0. Then week three, they play Chuck Martin and, and the Miami Redhawks, who, went to, who won the MAC last year. And they play at Miami and Oxford, Ohio. And I still got them winning that. I think that's a bigger trap than the Western Michigan game. Like they got to take care of business there, but they're just, I think a lot better. I got them at three and oh, and then they play Nebraska at Nebraska. Now I think Nebraska is going to be a lot better this year. I think, I mean, I kind of thought that last year too, but um, I'm going to say they lose at Nebraska, but that wouldn't surprise me if they won that one. So I'm going to say three and one. And then they're home to UC, uh, uh, U, or South Florida for homecoming and back in Cincinnati, four and one, potentially five and oh, wouldn't shock me if they're five and oh, they get a buy They're at Tulsa, which actually is a harder game than people realize Tulsa is kind of like that. I think if, if you followed us close last year, they covered past couple years, they've covered a lot of their games. We've won a lot of money on the golden hurricane, Philip Montgomery. I know he's on the hot seat, but he's they, their team is better than people. Re- their record indicates. I would say a lot better than what people think of Tulsa. Um, that's a little bit of a trap game. And this is back-to-back away games here where they go at Tulsa at SMU. I'm going to say they drop one of those. So let's just say they lose to SMU. Let's say they get past Tulsa. I got them at uh, what? Two, four. I got them at four and one, five and one, five and two. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. Five and two. And then they're home to Memphis, which I think they can beat their revenge factor. Say six and two. Then they're home to Houston. That one, that game's kind of crazy. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say they're going to beat Houston seven and two. East Carolina in Cincinnati, eight and two. At UCF, they're going to lose eight and three. And then they end it with at Temple on November 28th, which is a winnable game. I'm going to give it to them. I think they're going to get over eight wins. Give me nine wins. I don't feel great about this one because I think they could lose to, uh, to Memphis or, or, you know, uh, temple down the stretch or even, even that uh, Tulsa game, but give me, Oh, it's eight and a half too. I feel like they're dead accurate with this. thought it was eight for a second. 
I think they're dead accurate with this line. I'm going to call for the over. I think they go nine and three. But I don't like this. I'm staying the fuck away from Cincinnati's because I could easily see them at eight and four. I could even see them at seven and five having a down year, despite bringing back all these players. I think it's more realistic percentage wise that they go nine and three than they go eight and four or, or seven and five. But it would not shock me if they did those things. All right, let's stay in the American. Let's go to UCF. The g- very golden Knights. Okay. UCF, like I said, all three, 10 and three last year with all three of their losses combining for seven points when you're starting a true freshman quarterback. That's fucking impressive. I think that's actually a better coaching job than the, the year Hypo went undefeated and taken over for the other team. I really believe that. This game, I hope I'm going to be at this game, hopefully, if, if everything works out and we can fly and, and the season's starting on time. I think I'm, I'm going to be actually all of this plans on a wedding that I'm going to, because if that wedding gets canceled, I might not be at this game, but Friday, September 4th, you have North Carolina traveling down to Orlando to take on UCF. And this game's awesome because I think you have two more. I mean, North Carolina is recruiting at a ridiculously high level right now. Mac Brown is really turning this program into something. And you saw it last year. Yeah, they went six and six or whatever in the regular season, but they weren't projected to make a bowl. In fact, I had them on the over and they hit for me. Um, mainly what I liked is we got Phil Longo as the OC. He got the Auburn D or not Auburn army DC coming over for Jeff Munkin. I forget his name right now. Um, uh, is it Phil? Is it Bennett? Um, let me check this out. UNC, but I love those coaching hires. And then you saw Sam Howell as a freshman. I knew, you know, I, I knew that coming in, he was highly recruited, but he was completely impressive. It's Jay Bateman, by the way, Phil Longo and Jay Bateman. Um, great assistants, great hires by Mac Brown. I actually think North Carolina is probably going to win this game. I think this is going to come down to the final possession. though. And I can't, I can't wait to be at this game if, if it happens. So give me the, uh, give me UCF starting out 0-1. I think gun to my head. I'm taking UNC to win this. But I think it's going to be a 38-35 game. I'll tell you that. I think something like that right now. 31-28, something like that. Um, I mean, obviously it matters who UCF's starting at QB, if they have any injuries, stuff like that. But um, then uh, week week two, UCF travels or no, they stay home in Florida International coming in. Florida International, Butch Jones. No, no, I'm sorry, Butch Davis. Um, Florida International won at Miami last or no, they yeah, well in Miami they won at the Marlins Stadium last year. That team's a lot better. You saw Josh Mo- or Morgan, the the quarterback, not Josh, is it Josh Morgan from Bowling Green, the transfer down to FIU. He got drafted. This uh, this offseason, but Jones doing a nice job getting that program up. I think they lose in Orlando, especially coming off of a loss. And then week three, you have UCF at Georgia Tech. Jeff Collins, I like him as a coach. I think he's recruiting better. Well, I know he's recruiting better. And I think that's a dangerous game for UCF. I'm going to give UCF the win here because I think Georgia Tech's probably still a year away, maybe two. But it would not surprise me if this game is 21-21 in the fourth. And, and anything can happen at that point. 
they have back-to-back away games week four. So they have, they're at Georgia tech and in the following week, they're at East Carolina. East Carolina is going to bite someone this year. Mark my words. They're going to bite someone this year. Hold now. There's back a QB, uh, more experience. Another year in the offense defense. Uh, they are bringing in a new DC, which scares me a little bit considering that, uh, you know, we didn't have spring ball, but let's just give it to UCF. Even though I feel like East Carolina is going to fucking bite somebody that they, that is much highly regarded, much more highly regarded in that conference. Um, so we got them at three and one and then they're home to Tulsa. The fact that's in Orlando, I think they beat Tulsa and the fact that Tulsa beat them last year, I think they're going to be some revenge there. Four and one. They get a bye week. They're at Memphis. I think they're going to beat Memphis. I think they're better than Memphis. Uh, so give me it up to uh, what six and one, Wait, two, four. No, I'm sorry, five and one. Then they're home to Tulane for homecoming. I'll give them this, but I I would not. You know, I'm a big Willie Fritz guy. I would not surprise me after the high of the Memphis win if they 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 take an L to Tulane. But it is homecoming also. So give me UCF to get that done. Then they're at Houston. In that game, I don't know what the hell to expect. I honestly don't know what to expect. I mean, guess based off the talent, go give me UCF. But it wouldn't shock me if if a little upset happened there. Um then the following week they get Florida AM. That's gonna be a blowout. Then the following week, home to Temple and home to Cincinnati, and then at South Florida. The at South Florida game could be tricky. Jeff Scott might have them playing ball by then, but I pretty much got this team going 10 and two, 11 and one, something like that. I think they're, they're going to win the AAC this year. Um, now the Cincy game could get tricky. I mean, if they win that North Carolina game, watch out because they could do another undefeated season schedule breaks. Nice for him because they get, they get everyone at home for the most part. I mean, yeah, at Georgia Tech, but I think they're not ready yet to take down UCF. At Memphis could be the one. Memphis could still win that game. Experienced quarterback with new coach. But you got to like it if you're UCF. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to take the over. I know that's great. Wait. So if I got them going 11 and 1 right there. Hmm. I, I still would not bet this. I would not bet this at all. If anything, wait, how, who's their other away game? If anything, I say, uh, I'm going to take the over just on a gut, but I don't like that one fucking bit. One bit. Um, because I mean, dude, if, if now if they beat North Carolina after week one, you're looking good. I think, I think you're fine. You're going to learn. That's the best thing about some of these things is you're going to learn right away. Whether whether you got a shot or not. All right, coming up next is uh, Navy at seven, seven wins for Navy and Ken, one of the best coaches in college football. And by the way, I'm going to do a write up on SportsGamblingPodcast.com where I'm going to rate the top twenty five Power Five coaches coming up in the next week. So stay tuned for that. Um, Navy at seven. Uh, blindly, I just want to say, of, of course they're going to get over seven. Blindly, because I just believe in. I mean, yeah, I know what, two years ago they had a bad season. But Niamanto Lolo, he I feel like he's always on it. It's a guy who doesn't he doesn't mess up much. All right. Seven wins for Navy. They won they won how many last year? I think they won like ten. Did they win ten last year? Let's see. 
Uh, yeah, they won 11 and two last year. It's quite the drop off for, for a team that returns a lot. Um, well, they, they're supposed to play Notre Dame in Dublin, Ireland on August 29th, but I believe that got canceled already. I think they're trying to find a place to play it in America, but I don't think they're playing in Dublin. So I don't know what the fuck to say there, but I would say they're going to lose that game. Probably wouldn't surprise me if that was a close game in the fourth quarter though. Uh, so let's just say, Oh, and one, then they get Lafayette come into Annapolis. I think that's a win one and one at Tulane. that those games are, have been pretty, pretty fucking great to watch the past couple of years. I feel like it's always like a 24, 21 game. Somebody fumbles and that costs them the game. Always very close. I feel like let's even let's let's even see the past couple of years. Let's see. We got nineteen. Okay, let's see. Tulane. Well, forty-one thirty-eight. They beat Tulane by three. Uh, last year, the year prior, the year prior, they got Tulane. They lost to Tulane twenty-nine twenty-eight. So a four-point difference in two games so far, and then set you go to two thousand seventeen. They beat Tulane 23-21. So between the last three games, six points. Six points. I wonder if 16, but I don't think Fritz was there in 16. Uh, 2016, they only won by seven. So 13 points between the last, what, 16? Last four games? That's That's pretty fucking impressive. That game, and it's at Tulane? Mm-hmm. Part of me wants to give that to Tulane, but I can tell you this. I don't feel comfortable really even saying that. I think since Tulane's at home, I'm going to say Tulane is going to win that. But I expect that game to be, you know, classic Tulane-Navy game. I expect that to be 24-21-27 or 28-27, something like that. Um, So let's say one and two. Then they get Temple at home. Mm. I mean, that's a 50-50 game. Sure, let's give them that one. Let's give them Temple. Two and two. And they're at Air Force. Shit, they seem to have Air Force's number a little bit, but Air Force, those games are always close as hell, too. This is really hard to predict Navy's schedule. I'm going to say they lose that. Two and three. At ECU, back-to-back away games. They seem to give ECU trouble, though. So let's give them a win at ECU. Even though the back-to-back away game thing... Stats don't lie. Um, so three and three. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, well, yeah. Three and three. And they lose to Notre Dame, Tulane, and Air Force. Then they're home to Houston. I think they can beat Houston. Okay, still the game they could lose. That, what's crazy about this schedule is almost every game they could lose. Um, but, yeah, give me, give me a win there. So, wait, one, two, three, four. Four wins, and they're at SMU. I'm going to give them a loss there. Then they're home to, to Tulsa. I think they win. That's five wins. They're home to Memphis. I think they can win that game. That's six wins. At South Florida. Shit. I mean, this is this is really hard. I'll say they win that, I guess. Seven. And then the final game against Army. So I think they're pretty much, Vegas has got this dead accurate here. That Army game being everything. 
You know what though? I trust Ken Niamatololo, so I will say the over will hit with the midshipmen. Okay, then we go to the then we go to uh well those are the the real players in the uh, uh you know what I'll do? I'll do SMU as well because you how can I not talk about a team that won 10 games last year? Let's check the win total on the Mustangs. I would love to see them consistently be good. Wouldn't you? I feel like they're a great story for college football. And I, I love the fact that, you know, I th- whatever I was watching that said, like, it, when they got the death penalty, they probably shouldn't have got it as bad as they got it. But I think the politics were involved with, uh, I believe it was the governor was from Texas or Texas A&M or something, or the judge was from Texas A&M or something. There's so a lot of politics involved with that death sentence. They didn't want the the school out of Dallas to come up. Where the hell? Okay. Seven is the win total for SMU and Sonny Dykes and company, which I can tell you just off of, uh, just off of like my first thought was that they returned Bouchelle, who's very good, I think. And, and I, I would just say they're going to hit over seven blindly. Let's check the schedule. Week one at Texas State. That's a win. Texas State bringing in a new head coach, too, right? Or, no, Spavadol was there last year, I think, too. Um, either way, that's a fucking win. Then they get Stephen F. Austin. Shout out to Larry Centers. That's a win. Then they're at North Texas, which I think North Texas, you know, Seth Luttrell had a tough year last year. They might rebound, though. I like Seth Luttrell as a coach. They went four and eight last year. That could be a tougher game than they think, but I got them starting out three and oh, the Mustangs starting out three and oh, then they host TCU and they beat TCU last year. So I'm assuming TCU is going to have this game circled. In fact, TCU has a bye week prior to it. So I will tell you that I think TCU with that quarterback being a sophomore, they're just bringing it in. They're also bringing in a five-star freshman running back. I think TCU is going to beat them there. So I think SMU will be three and one heading into October on a Thursday night at home. They get the Memphis Tigers. I think they can beat Memphis. I'm going to say they're four and one. Then they get a bye week, which is a nice bye week because they're playing at Tulane and Tulane, the physical team. A lot of times they run some hybrid triple option stuff. Shotgun read a lot, depending on who their quarterback is. That's a game they could lose. I don't know what to think there. In fact, <clears throat> give me a loss there. I think they're going to be what, two, three, four, four and two, and then they get a home game against Cincinnati for homecoming. The next two games are at home are against Cincinnati and Navy, and I can tell you, I think they're going to win at least one of those. So let's go ahead and say five and three. Then they're at Temple, right? One, two, three, four, five, and then one, two, three. Yeah, five and three at Temple. Um, that's a 50-50 game, really, man. I would favorite, I mean, November 5th, that's gonna be a cold trip. Give me Temple to win that five and four. At Tulsa, they win though. Six and four. Home to Houston, they win. Seven and four. At ECU. 
still think they're better than ECU right now. Give me eight wins. I am on the over. I know right now I've been on, what, four overs and one under in the American, but we'll see when we cover that conference later if I change my mind. Um, Let's bounce over to the Mountain West. Where? Let's let's start off with the Broncos. The Boise State Broncos, who are going to be loaded at quarterback. Um, uh, I'm really excited to see. I mean, hopefully they play, but they have they were fucking scheduled tough. Their scheduling is impressive at a conference. Um, starting off with now, this is good, assuming they can practice for this game, assuming this happens. They get Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern's a good team, a good mid-major, but they're a triple option team. And and what's smart about this. In a way, the schedule breaks nice for them in a way. They get a month to prep for the triple option, which is kind of smart because they get September 5th, Georgia Southern, who's a quality team, very capable of beating you if you're not on your A game. But it's in blue, it's on the Smurf turf. I would expect them to win. And then the following week, they play at Air Force. So they start off the season with two triple option teams. At Air Force game. That's that's a tough game to draw in your second game. At least you get two weeks. You get like six weeks prep of triple option. If, if everything happens on time. Now here's the catch though. I know Mike Norvell is in his first year at Florida state. So things might be sloppy and it's still the, you know, the first month of the season, but I don't think you really want to play a team as fast as Florida state after playing two triple option teams back to back especially getting six weeks to prep for a triple option team. And then all of a sudden you get thrown in against an offense of Florida state's capability with, with Norvell who's proven to be an offensive, a great offensive coach. Now I know Boise beat Florida state in, in Tallahassee last year. And this is on the Smurf turf where traditionally they've really fucked up a lot of good teams, but that's a tough turnaround there. I mean, they could go three and I'll put it like this. Their season is going to rely on that stretch from September 12th. I think they'll beat Georgia Southern on September 5th the game at air force and the turnaround game against Florida state is their season to me because that would put them at, if they can go three and oh, I mean, even after Florida state, by the way, they hit the road and they go to Huntington, West Virginia, where, I mean, look, I know Marshall's not a juggernaut, but I mean, this is a team that won eight games last year and Marshall played Boise tough on the Smurf turf last year. They lost, but they played them tough, man. It was a 14, seven game, an ugly game that Boise was coming back from the week against Florida, uh, against Florida state, but Boise got it done, but it was definitely a, a slug fest. So the first really four weeks, if they, I mean, I, I guess I'll give them the Florida state games, the one, I think they'll beat Georgia Southern. And the fact that they get the prep for the, for the option for six weeks, I think they'll beat air force that Florida state game. Let's just play devil's advocate here. Let's just say they get that win and they go to at Marshall and another slugfest. That's a dangerous game though, man. That's a fucking really dangerous game. Even the Marshall one. Then they come home to San Jose state who Brett Brennan has got that team playing better. They're bringing in a, a, a transfer quarterback from a Nick Starkle from a form, formerly of A&M in Arkansas. Uh, I know they lose love at QB, but Starkle should fit it right in. I'll give them. I mean, if they can start out, if they get past the Marshall, they'll be five and out. 
they get past the, the, that stretch of Florida State, Marshall, they'll be five and zero. Playing devil's advocate here, I think they really might be four and one. They get a bye week for Utah State, which is key. Utah State's decent. Five and one, or no, that, that, that would be two four. That'd be six and zero. Then they're at Hawaii with Todd Graham, now the new head coach. Once again, scares me that you couldn't get the prep in, but I think he's a capable coach of being successful at Hawaii. But I'll still give that to Boise. Then home to UNLV, home to BYU, and those games are classic. I went to one of those on the Smurf turf two years ago. I think Boise won 17-14, if memory serves me correct. Great game. Defense, a goal line stand, I believe, by Boise. Uh, So it must have been more than 17-14. I think it was maybe 14-10, something like that. And then uh, at New Mexico, well, I think New Mexico is going to, I mean, it's tough now that you have no spring ball, but they should be better than what they were last year. And then here's the trap game at Wyoming. At Wyoming, they've had trouble with Wyoming. I think Wyoming's going to get them this year. And then they're home to Colorado State. I'm going to say that they, they lose two games here. That schedule's too tough. Give me 10, give me 10 and 2 for Boise. And the win total is at nine and a half. So that means I have the Broncos on the over, but tread lightly. If they don't, if they lose the air force week two, you might be able to rip that ticket up. Um, let's, let's stay in, in, in let's go with the air force Falcons who were pretty great. I'm, Troy Calhoun is one of the better coaches in all of college football, 11 and two season last year for the Falcons. And uh, they return a lot. They start off with Duquesne. The Dukes of Duquesne. That's a win. Then they're home to Boise. I think that's a loss, like I just mentioned. But, hey, wouldn't shock me if Calhoun pulled. Traditionally, I think you go back like 10 years ago, Air Force was the one that was the real thorn in the side of Boise State. It seems like BYU has been more recently. Um... I'm going to say one and one. Then week three, they're at Purdue. Mm. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if they beat Purdue, especially with the triple option. Purdue's defense has been kind of soft lately, but that's, that's a tough game, man. Tough back-to-back away games here at Purdue and then at Fresno. Um, I'm going to say they're two and two through that stretch. They're going to lose to either Purdue or Fresno. So two and two. Home the Navy, they're going to get that one. Let's give them that one. I think I said that for them, right? I don't remember what the fuck I said for them. Um, so let's say three and two at San Jose State, four and two, home to Hawaii. I think they're going to win that one. Five and two at Wyoming. Let's give them a loss there. Five and three. Bye week at Army. Fuck if I know who's going to win that game. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll give it to Air Force. Six and two. Home to Colorado State, seven and two. Home to New Mexico, eight and two. And then at Utah State, which I'll give them a loss. Let's say they go eight. What? How does it make any sense? No, three. Okay. Eight and four would be their record. Their losses would be to Wyoming, Utah State, Boise, and either Purdue or Fresno. And that's with me giving them Navy. I'm on the under. In the Air Force. All right. Um, you're probably wondering, okay, what the hell else am I going to talk about? I got, I, I could go team by team here. 
I'm going to get to what other ones. App State is one that we think could wreck the party, right? App State. Let's just get over to, uh, let's, where are we at here? Uh, App State, you know, once again, might have a, much like Memphis, might have an up on everyone else because uh, every other team with new head coaches because they have a familiar coach from that uh, staff staying. Um, where are we at here? Where the fuck are we at here? Um, but yeah, App State, I think at a conference. Well, first off, I'll look at the win total here. I'm having a, why is this thing taking forever to load? There we go. Um, the win total for the, for the Mountaineers of, of Appalachia, 10, 10 is the win total. So they're thinking 10 and two. Okay, week one, they get Morgan State. Week two, they get Wake Forest. Mm, and they get Sam Hartman at Wake Forest, who I think is a very capable quarterback. I don't think Wake Forest is going to miss a beat from dropping Newman. That's a tough man. These back-to-back away games here. I'll say this. I think they're going to beat one of the two. Imagine if they won both of these. They're at Wake and at Wisconsin back-to-back. So I'm going to say they're going to be 2-1 and one after that stretch. Then week four, they're home to UMass, 3-1. and one. They get a bye week, which is great because they're the best team, the, the, the best team in the Sun Belt last year, aside from App State, was Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. And they get a bye week before playing uh, the Raging Cajuns in Boone. So I think they'll, they swept, they beat... Louisiana twice last year, I believe, if memory serves me correct. And I think they get that done. They'll be they'll be four and one at that point. Then the, here's the one that you always circle, the rivalry game. And it's tough that they get this game right after Louisiana. Lafayette, that is. Is uh at Georgia Southern. The triple option gives them problems. Once again, it's on it's on a uh it's on a Wednesday. Luckily it's not a short week because they played on a, the previous Wednesday. But that game has gave them problems the past couple of years. Some, I mean, I think a couple of the years, it's been the only game they've lost all season. Um, last year was crazy. They, there was in like a monsoon in Boone and the triple option just gave them fits. A lot of drop balls, windy, windy as all can be. So app state couldn't pass the ball. And, you know, app state, despite being somewhat physical, is still pretty talented at the skill position. So they'd like to put the ball in the air. Georgia Southern is a, is a triple option team. And that when you get weather, that favors the triple option team. Uh, let's say, let's say they get revenge on Georgia Southern. Let's say, I got them at three and one, four and one, five and one. Home to Arkansas State for homecoming, six and one. At Louisiana Monroe, seven and one. At Texas State, eight and one. Home to Georgia State. That could be a little bit of a game. Uh, but I think nine and one at Coastal Carolina, ten and one. Home to Troy, that, that's one that could bite them last game of the season. I think Troy's decent. But in general, that you better circle that Georgia Southern game, the Wake and the Georgia Southern game. This team could go 11-1 and one if they can get past those two. Um, so I am going to actually say the over hits. I'm going to play the over 10 wins for App State. Look, I think even worse comes, worse, worse comes to worse, <clears throat> and they lose to Wake in Wisconsin. I think there's a decent shot that they go undefeated and you push. 
you they go undefeated in the conference and you push. Okay, next up, um, I'm gonna get to my five my five plays here in a little bit before I get you out of here. But I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by Ace Per Head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book but you don't know how? Well, guess what? Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with all inclusive an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They also have top-notch customer support going 24 seven and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Sorry. My dog is drinking water as loud as possible. Plus ACE per head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today. And ACE is offering up six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com backslash SGP. That's once again, that's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. You good? You get enough water there, chief? <laughs> um, then, uh, okay. You know what? I'm going to look at a couple more teams before I give you my five. All right. I'm going to look at a couple more teams. I have five ones that I think you can already place bets on that. I feel decent that they can cash in and I'll go game for game. But first I'm going to look at, uh, I'm going to look at some of the worst teams of last year. All right. Last year, if you listen to my, my picks, I had bowling. I faded UMass and Bowling Green heavy to start the season. And Akron, I believe. And all three were fucking cash machines for me all year for the most part. I think late in the year, I feel like Vegas was starting to get finally understand what the hell was happening there. But uh, I faded. I mean, on the win totals, all three cash for me. So there's that. Now, let me pull up the max schedule here. Let's look at a team like Bowling Green, who I thought that hire was terrible. Scott Leffler. 2020 football schedule for Bowling Green. The win total, I can tell you right now, Vegas is saying that the Falcons of Bowling Green, it's at two and a half. Two and a half wins. I don't know that I am buying in. We'll see this schedule here. Well, I can tell you week one, they might lose by 80 points because they get Ohio state. That's a loss. <laughs> week two, they get Robert Morris. You know what? That's a win. That's a fucking win. They're going to beat Robert Morris week three. They're at Illinois and the fighting a lion. I who went to a bowl last year. And I think lovey and the fighting a lion. I will get that win. So one and two to start. Then they're home to Buffalo. They're not going to beat Buffalo. Lance Leopold's too good of a coach. So one and three to start for the, for the Falcons. Then they're, they have homecoming against Hugh freeze and Liberty got news for you. Liberty's pretty good. That's a loss. Mm, one and four to start the season. Then you're at home against the team that won the Mac last year, Miami, Ohio. You're not going to win that game either. One and five. Oh man. It's a brutal schedule. On the then you hit the road to take on Toledo with the glass bowl. That's a loss. One and six. And then you hit the road to Athens to take on Frank Solich in Ohio. That's a loss. One and seven. They get a bye week before they take on Kent State, who I was bullish on last year. I'm, I'm gonna probably be bullish on them this year. I mean, I haven't looked at their schedule and dove into them really, but I like their head coach. I like what they're doing on offense. Uh so I'm gonna say that's a loss. One and eight. Then they're at Akron. This is the shit fest. 
even if we give him this, which I would be inclined to probably give Akron a three point hook there or, or you know, Akron minus three because they're, because it's at Akron, I guess, even though I think Bowling Green might be a little bit more further along than Akron. Let's just give them the win there. Two wins. Then they're at Eastern Michigan. That's a loss. You're not going to beat my guy, Chris Creighton in, uh, you know, they're at, at, on their stadium. Uh, then home to Northern Illinois, who I think will be a little bit better. That, this team's going two games at, at most. Could they upset one? They might be able to upset like a Northern Illinois or Kent state in Bowling Green, but I have my doubts. I have my doubts that they'll win at Akron. I am going to ride the under and the Bowling Green Falcons again. And this is one that I think I might actually really bet because I feel good about that. Tell me they're going to get three wins there. They're going to need to pull off a big upset to get three wins. Uh, let's, let's, let's look at Akron. Akron win totals at two, not even two and a half. So they think Bowling Green is slightly about a, a, a bit better than Akron, which I think I might actually agree with. I feel like they're a little further along offensively. Um, Bowling Green. I'm sorry, not Bowling Green. Akron. Week one. <laughs> Week one. The Zips. I don't know why they scheduled this because they are going to lose this game. Week one, they play Youngstown State. Now, I know Bo Pelini left Youngstown State, but he left them in a decent shape. The Penguins will probably beat the Zips in Akron. That's not good when your FCS team that you schedule happens to be a, you know, a pretty darn good FCS team. So yeah, Owen one, then week two, they have a winnable game, but once again, it's on the road. And I really think New Mexico state, that's a far trip. First off, I think Doug Martin is a better head coach. So I'm going to take New Mexico state and the Aggies to get it done at Aggie Memorial stadium and Las Cruces. So they start off Owen two, and then they play the back-to-back road game here at Clemson. Glad to see the tigers going out and challenging themselves with the Akron zips. They're going to be 0-3, potential to win that New Mexico State game. I think New Mexico State will win that one, but 0-3, and then they host the Miami Redhawks, who won the MAC last year. That'll be 0-4. Then they're at Buffalo, 0-5, back-to-back away games again. That's tough when your team has two stretches of back-to-back away games. So they go at Buffalo, at Kent State. They're going to be 0-6. Now here comes the one. This is the one they can win. Homecoming in Akron against UMass. I think they can win that. I think they can fucking win that game. So let's give them a win there. They're going to be one and six at Ball State. I think that's a loss. One and seven. Home to Toledo. That's a loss. One and eight. By week before Bowling Green, which to me, this is where you could push. I told you I had Bowling Green winning that, even though I don't know that they really deserve to. Let's, uh, uh, so let's give it to Bowling Green. One and nine. Home to Western Michigan, they're not going to win that. One and 10. At Ohio, one and 11. So even if they beat Bowling Green, you still push. So I think there's value in that. Now, I will say the game you would have circled is week two against New Mexico State, because if they win that game, they could find a way to get three wins. But do I think it will happen? No, I do not. I am going to take the under in Akron. 
mainly because I think that's a tough schedule, surprisingly, for them. Okay, and the last of the really shit. Actually, there's two really more. There's two shittier teams. Let's take UMass here. UMass's win total is at two. I, I still don't understand why they fired Mark Whipple. Mark Whipple was doing a good job at UMass. Sometimes your record doesn't indicate how good the coach is fucking doing for you. And now he's the OC of Pitt. And watch, Pitt's going to have a good year. UMass, the Minutemen, starting off the season at UConn <laughs> in a great Northeastern battle. I'm going to say Edsel's going to get this dub. I think UConn is, that's a great way to start the season for UConn. I got to look at UConn's schedule after this. Give me the win for, for, for UConn. So that's a loss for UMass. 0-1. Then they're home to Troy. Ooh, scheduled a home and home with Troy. That's a loss. 0-2. And then they get the Albany Great Danes. The Great Danes, who I believe are decent FCS. Yeah, 9-5 and five the year before in the FCS. Um, good luck. Good luck, UMass, because I think Albany and the Great Danes are a better team than you right now. So I'm going to say, now I do expect that to be like a field goal game, touchdown game, something like that. But I think they might start off 0-3 here, the Minutemen. It, let's play devil's advocate. Let's just give them that one. One win against Albany at App State loss at New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. No, they're not going to beat New Mexico. Um, so we're at a one and four what potentially zero and five home. The temple. Mm. That's a loss. One and oh and six or yeah. I mean, then at Akron, that's going to be the Super Bowl of shit games. I can't wait for that one. We should, uh, we're going to, we got to cover that one on the podcast. Um, winnable game. Look, they could beat Albany. They could beat Akron. That after that, they have FIU in Amherst, but they're still going to get destroyed. They get a bye week before New Mexico state and Amherst. That's a far trip. There is potentially three wins. I feel better about three wins and UMass. than I do. Akron, even though I still would not bet on the over, I think realistically, I honestly think right now, Albany is a better team than UMass. And I think because the game is at Akron, I would favor Akron by about three points. And then New Mexico state. I just think, I know that's a far trip and that's November 7th. Ooh, it's going to be cold. Maybe that's the one they get, even though I think Doug Martin's a better coach. I think they had the, the coaching and the skill is better at New Mexico state than it is in Amherst with the Minutemen, And they play Auburn on November 14th at Auburn. Great game. Great scheduling there. SEC. Um, and then they get army and Liberty to close out the season. That's at Liberty as well. This team, I feel safe in, in betting the under here. So give me UMass and the under <laughs> So far, all the three shitty teams, I think, will remain shitty based on what Vegas is setting setting them at. Um, You've got to think I'm going to be wrong about one of these. And last but not least is, uh, or last but perhaps least, I should say, is the UTEP Minute, or not Minutemen, the UTEP Miners. Okay. And then I'm going to get to my five best plays. All right. And then once again, 
we are going to go division by division, breaking all this down, going team by team. So stay tuned, my friends. Um, the UTEP Miners, what happened to this program? Back in the 90s when I watched this team, they were like a decent mid-major. Had a receiver named Lee Mays. Fucking money. Got drafted by the Steelers. But this team was actually decent in the late 90s. Even the early 2000s, I think they made some bowl games. What happened in El Paso? They need to go out and hire my guy. Hal Mummy. That's what they need to do. All right. Week one for the Miners. They host Texas Tech. That's a loss. Week two, they take on Hal Mummy's son, who's the OC at Nevada, and they travel to Reno. They're not going to win that game. 0-2. Week three at Texas. Mm. 0-3 for the Miners. Week four. Oh, there's a winnable game here. And this is a rivalry. Home to New Mexico State, which is right up the road in Las Cruces. Uh, this is going to be a huge game for your win total watchers here for the two, for the two wins there. I, th- I don't know who would win that game. I think, I guess I'd favor UTEP by a little bit there at home, but, uh, I mean, that's a rivalry game. Throw throw the record books out. I guess they get a bye week. Then they're at Louisiana tech. That's a loss. So right now I got them at one and four and they're home to Southern miss. They're not going to beat Southern miss one and five. They're at Charlotte. No, Charlotte was a bowl team last year. I like Healy. One and six. Home to North Texas and Seth Luttrell, which I think will rebound from a down year. I think that's a loss. One and seven. Home to Florida International. One and eight. They're not beating Florida International. And now here comes, here comes a winnable one. They're on the road, though. They travel up to San Antonio to the Alamo Dome to take on the Roadrunners of UTSA, where... I think they could win that game, but since they're on the road, give me UTSA to win that game. They have one win right now. Then they're home to UAB. That's that's a loss. And then they're at rice. I mean, I guess they could win that game at rice on Saturday, November 25th, but I would favor rice because they're both on the road. Give me the under in UTEP. And that might be my favorite under of them all because they're, they're, they're road games. They had, they don't, do they not play an FCS team? They don't play an FCS team all year. Mm. Good luck, minor fans. Good fucking luck. All right. Let's get to my, my top five plays right now that you should go over and bet. I'm making a compelling case for UTEP being one of them. I think you might want to take UTEP. That might need to be in my top. I I might need to ram that into my top five. But before I tell you all that stuff, I want to tell you guys that. College Experience is brought to you by Cushy Dreams CBD. Cushy Dreams is a new company with a full lineup of premium smokable CBD. They specialize in extraordinary CBD rich hemp flower, a.k.a. bud, and uh, pre-roll CBD joints, which is great. Don't have to do all that work. Now shipping legally to all 50 states. Join the group of adults who are sick of vapes and gummies and want to smoke their CBD. All right, CBD content is up to 20% which is some of the highest in the game. If you're, if you're not aware and uh, it looks like high quality marijuana, it feels like high quality marijuana and it tastes like high quality marijuana. The attention to detail is noticeable in every single beautiful flower. (laughs) Smoking your CBD is most efficient and the quickest way to deliver CBD to your system. 
uh, does not get you high independent lab testing compliance and uh, purity results grown in California and Oregon. Each plant is hand selected by a team of experienced cannabis flower experts trying to be one of those now uh, shipping legally to all 50 States. Like I mentioned, use the promo code SGP, get 15% off. That's cushy dreams. That's K U S H Y dreams.com promo code SGP smoke your CBD because you can people. All right. Look, if you've been battling through this, hopefully you're a big college football nut like myself. We're going to get back to uh, some of our other conversations, me and Patty C on the, on some future ones. We might do some fans wanted the top 10 uniforms. I know that's like debatable, obviously. And, and, and you're never going to feel like you really got that the right answer there, but we might just do that. And then we are going to talk more uh, LeBron and Michael Jordan. Um, and then perhaps the 10 best coaches, I think we might dive into, but, and then we're going to go full college football. I mean, full college football is coming. This is a preview. This is a small sample size. So I'm going to give you five in no particular order right now that I think right now you can cash in. All right. And the first one I'm going to take you to is again, is a team that if, if all goes well, there's a chance I might go catch a game in Laramie, Wyoming where I think one of the most underrated coaches in all of college football resides. And that is Craig bowl in the Wyoming Cowboys, Wyoming. Um, now I will say this, the win total set at six. Their fucking schedule is hard. It's hard, but I trust the coaching. I trust at least six and six. So you're not going to lose your money. I don't think at least, but, their schedule definitely has some challenges. Okay. Week one for the Cowboys, they take on Weber state who happened to be one of the final four teams in all of the FCS. who's much, much better than people realize like Weber state would probably be in the top 70 ranked teams. If they were in the division one or, you know, uh, FCS or FBS. Um, that's a really tough opponent for week one. I think they're going to get the win, but I'm, I'm going to call this. I hope there's a line on this because watch out for the Weber state wildcats and the points. Cause I think this might be like a 1916 game and Wyoming gets the win because Wyoming kind of likes, they relish in these slug fests, but then the next week, the very next week, they travel all the way to Lafayette, Louisiana. That's a far trip to take on Louisiana Lafayette. Who's coming off of a, 11 win season. That's a tough game. That's a really tough game. Like they could win this game. Wyoming could win this game because I think they're very physical and I don't, and Louisiana Lafayette's not a physical team, but Louisiana Lafayette's offense is prolific. I like what the coach is doing there. I like their, like I, so I'm going to give them a loss to Louisiana Lafayette, even though I, it wouldn't shock me if they went two and zero here. Then the very next week, they return to Laramie to take on the Utah Utes. That's, that's not good. That's not good. That's a fucking tough schedule so far. Could they shock Utah? Sure. Could they, look what Missouri last year. Actually, teams, power five teams struggle in Laramie. But once again, this is a team that's kind of used to high elevation. Salt Lake City coming right over there. So I got to have Utah win this. But I will say... For some reason, I, uh, teams, I remember Virginia came in one year 
when they had uh, Chris Long and they were ranked, came into uh, to Laramie and took an L. I remember UCLA did too. Um, I'm gonna give them, I'm gonna give Utah the win. I think that game could be close, but I just think Utah's got too many athletes. So one and two start. How can I be taking the over on a team with one and two start? Because week four they travel to Muncie, Indiana. Once again, a little bit of a far trip to take on a decent Ball State team in the MAC. But I think they're better than Ball State. Now, once again, this game might be closer just because of the gauntlet they've been going through. Um, but give me the win. They they get the win. They're, they're three. They're two and two. They get a bye week, a much needed bye week after those. And then they travel to Vegas to take on UNLV at the new the new stadium. I think they beat Vegas. I think they beat UNLV. Three and two, finally on the winning side of things. Then they host San Diego State and Brady Hoke. Remember, Rocky Long gone. Now the DC of uh, he re- he retired. He's the DC of uh, New Mexico. I think San Diego State's not going to drop off much because Hoke was the previous coach before Long, and he was also on the staff with Long. Um, but I think, I think Wyoming gets it done there. I think Wyoming grabs the win. They're four and two right now. Wait. Yeah. One, two. Yeah. Four and two. Then they're home to air force, which is going to, this is going to be a slugfest too, but give me this one five and two. And then they're at Colorado state. I think they're going to beat Colorado state six and two, right? So you're already pretty much there. Tough schedule though. Let's because if they lose to Air Force, then you know that's not a, a, a game I feel comfortable that they're going to blow out fucking Air Force. But the following week they're home to Utah State. I think Utah State. I think that's a winnable game. They're tough games. I, I seem to be in Laramie for the most part. Um, so let's just say they lose to Utah State, six and three. Then they're at Nevada, which they could lose with the air raid. I wouldn't shock me if they lost to Nevada. Oh, then you're thinking six and six and four. Wait, this is getting close. Then they're home to Boise state, which I actually think they're going to beat Boise state. They play Boise state harder than I I think pretty much every team in the country. Um, over in the Craig bowl era, you can look it up. Um, they're going to beat Boise. And then even if they don't beat Boise, let's say they lose it, which I don't think that they, they will six and five. And then they're at New Mexico. They're going to win that seven and five. Regardless, and that's with them, like, I think they could beat Utah State. I think they could beat Nevada. Hell, I think they might even be able to beat Louisiana Lafayette. Give me the over in the Wyoming Cowboys. I feel really good about that. I am really going to bet this. This is a lock. Okay. Then we get to my number two. And once again, these are not ranked in order of which ones I feel best about. I will get to that this offseason. But. My number two, I'm going to take you. I'm a homer. I'm going to take you to Greenville, North Carolina. Oh my gosh. Last year I gave him as one of my locks and depending on where you bet it, uh, it either pushed or won for you. I got it at three and a half. They won four games. So, or wait, no, was it two and a half? How many, how many, where's this schedule? I want to say it was three and a half last year for me and they won four. Let me just double check. Yeah, they won four. So I covered by a half game, but some people got it at four. I remember people tweeting me saying, dude, they better win. And they did. They pushed for the people that got it at four. So you didn't lose. So you can't fucking hate me, but 
It's at three and a half again this year right now. And I mean, who knows if week zero happens, but if not, you'll get a push here, but they play Marshall on Saturday, August 29th in Greenville. And that's like the anniversary of the, of the game that Marshall's plane crashed. Look, I know Marshall has been the better team, but I like the way this team at ECU is trending. I expect this to be a fourth quarter game. I think ECU can win this game. Now, based off last year's record and, and, the, and the player personnel and stuff, you'd say, oh, well, Marshall is going to win this game. It's on the road. You got to like that if you're an ECU backer. But I think it's a very winnable game. But if you want to say, if you want to just say, well, no, they're not going to be able to win that game. I mean, I will say this is one of the ones you got to circle. I think they're going to win it, but let's say for, for, for your sake, no. Okay. Then they get a bye week. Then they're at South Carolina. Ooh, Mike Houston once won with the Citadel at South Carolina. Can he do it with the, with the pirates? Remember South Carolina only won four games last year. Now, sure. South Carolina should probably blow us out, but they only won four games and they lost to app state. They lost to uh, some other teams, but they, they weren't a great team. That's, uh, that's something that wouldn't shock me if we jumped up and bit them. But I think we're going to get Marshall. I think we're going to bite Marshall. But, okay, 0-2. Oh then they get Norfolk State. Norfolk State's not very good. That's a win. 1-2. and two. Then we're home to UCF. But UCF coming off back-to-back road games on a Thursday night. Short week two for UCF. Ooh, I see opportunity. But let's just play, let's play by, by the book. 1-3. and three. And then they're at Georgia State. Georgia State loses Dan Ellington, their starting quarterback. Thankfully, because we probably would have lost if that's not the case. We're going to win at Georgia State. That's two wins. So all we need is two more. And then we're at South Florida. South Florida rebuilding just like we are. I think it's a winnable game. But since it's on the road, let's just say loss. Would not shock me if we won that game. Just like it wouldn't shock me if we beat Marshall. Um, but let's say two and uh, what? Two and one, two, three. Two and three right now. Then we have homecoming against Navy. And I gave this win to Navy before because Navy, the triple option seems to give ECU trouble, but that was more so under uh, Ruffin McNeil and Scotty Montgomery that were like pass happy offenses. This coach, uh, Mike Houston also used to run the triple option at, at, uh, at firm or at uh, the Citadel. So he should be familiar with it. Very. I still think a winnable game, but let's give it to Navy. Then we get a bye week before going to Tulsa, Oklahoma, which once again, I think a winnable game, even though that's a far trip. So let's give it to to Tulsa. You're thinking, what the fuck, man? How am I going to get two more wins out of this? Yeah, we're at Cincy and at Temple. I don't think we're going to win at Cincy. At Temple, Slugfest could win that game. And then home to SMU who won 10 games last year. So maybe this call (laughs) is, but I think we're going to beat Marshall. And I think we could beat, you know what though? I'll replace this. I'm going to take, I'm going to tell you this. Let's take ECU off the board. I think my favoritism is clouding my judgment. I am going to say, give me UTEP under two games as my, as my play. Um, okay. So then let's the next place I'm going to take you to is my heart's not involved is 
Charlotte, North Carolina. And my guy, Will Healy, who's been recruited. He got, a, I think, a four or five star or something this year. Offensive lineman. 49ers. This guy did a great job last year. His first year. I, I, I was all over this one on the over. He was money at Austin P. If you followed him at Austin P, he, their program was historically bad. So year one, Will Healy comes into Charlotte, gets him to a bowl game. And let me tell you something. I know Tennessee fans out there, you've been recruiting great, but you, you, you took one on the bullet. You took a bullet from, uh, from fucking Georgia state and Dan Ellington last year. Watch out week one because Charlotte plays at Tennessee. Tennessee will get that win. I'm going to mark that, but watch out potential upset there. Week two, Norfolk state, by the way, the win total, it might be nice if I told you the win total for Charlotte sitting at five, they're retarded. This team's going back to a bowl. The program is heading in the right direction. I don't even know that Healy will be there in two years. Week two though, Norfolk state. That's a win week three on a Thursday and watch out. I'm going to go ahead and call for this upset. Charlotte at Duke. That's a winnable game for Charlotte, man. Now I know Duke's got the Clemson Clemson transfer coming in at QB and Cutliffe. He, he, he can coach these guys up, man. So I don't want to say it's a hundred percent a win, but I think Charlotte can win that fucking game. Um, because it's at Duke though. Let's just give it to Duke. Let's say Duke wins 20 to 14. Um, and they're one and two. Well, then they, they host Georgia state, but Georgia state, once again, lost Dan Ellington. They got to figure out the quarterback position. I would favor Charlotte two and two at Florida Atlantic. Well, Florida Atlantic. Yeah. They, they lost Lane Kiffin, new coach coming in now by, by, well, they haven't figured out by October 3rd, who knows, but Willie Taggart, Oh, his team's very penalized. Now he's got my guy, Jim Levitt coaching the defense. I think this is a very winnable game though, but let's just give it to Florida Atlantic as, as the win, just because based off last year's records and stuff, let's say, okay, now they're two and three. Holy, how are they going to get over five? They're at North Texas after that. Now that is back-to-back away games, which scares me, but I think they're better than North Texas, even though I like Seth, Seth Luttrell. I'm going to, I'm going to give him a win over Seth Luttrell three and three for Healy. And then they're home to FIU. It's good to have them at home. Did they play FIU last year? Let's just look. It was Butch, Butch Davis and company. Um, they lost at FIU last year, and they actually lost by like 20. So perhaps FIU can still bite them. But, but once again, FIU replacing their quarterback. Um, I'm going to say, actually, I'm going to say win. I'm going to say they're going to win both of those. So wait, one, two, three, four, and then they get UTEP. That's five wins right there. Then they get a bye week. They're at middle Tennessee. I'll give them a loss there. Middle Tennessee. I like stocks still good coach. Give them a loss there. Then they're home to ODU and, and Ricky Renee is in his rookie years, freshman year or his, his freshman years, first year head coaching. Renee is going to recruit. Well, I think he might be a good long-term hire, but he, there's no spring ball. I, I don't feel good about ODU coming into Charlotte. So even if, even if they were to lose to Florida international at home, which I'm giving them that win, they're going to beat old dominion. That will, that will at least make you push. And then they end the season at Marshall and home to Western Kentucky, which are two tough opponents, but I wouldn't, those are 50, 50 games to me. I mean, maybe I'll give Marshall like 60, 40, but the game against Western Kentucky in Charlotte is like a 50, 50 game to me. 
this team is going to win more than five games. I am going to make that prediction. They will be a bowl team. Take the over and Charlotte. Okay. Now I'm going to take you to Houston, Texas, not for the Cougars though. I'm going to take you for the rice owls, which, you know, maybe they know something. I don't know. I will say I was impressed in some games. I saw them lose last year, but the rice owls win total is set at five and a half, five and a half for the rice owls. I just don't think I can buy into that. Look, I I liked, I think the coach is making improvements, but this is a team last year that what they went three and nine last year. But I mean, even their three wins. Okay. Except with exception of UTEP, they beat UTEP by two touchdowns. Their other two wins, North Texas without Mason fine. They won 20 to 14. And then they pulled an upset at middle Tennessee, 31, 28 middle Tennessee though. Obviously had lost their, uh, they had a bad year, a down year last year. So you're telling me they're going to win five and a half games this year. I'm not buying it guys. Start off the season at Houston, which isn't, you know, they're playing it. They they're also in Houston, so it's not a far trip, but I would think Dana Holgerson and would have a slight advantage on the rice owls. Give me the Cougars to win that one. They, they did play Houston tough a couple of years ago though. When, when, when major Applewhite was the coach, but I, I think the Cougars are just a better team. Oh, and one for rice. Then they're home to army. Mm. They almost beat army last year. They're going to play army tough, but I still trust army more than I trust rice. I think army will get the win. Army's going to rebound this year a little bit. So Oh, and two start at best case scenario. One and one. I think if they were to upset army, but I think Oh, and two, then they stay in Houston, but they play at the uh, Texas stadium. They play LSU. Well, guess what? That's Oh, and three. Then comes week four, a home game against Lamar, the Cardinals from the FCS level. And I think that's your win because, well, Lamar was four and eight last year. So that that's your win. That's your first for sure win, I would say. Um, so you're one and th- you're one and three. Then you're at Marshall loss. Easy one and four home to UAB who, who UAB is playing good ball. One and five, you get a bye week. You're home to Middle Tennessee, and I think Middle Tennessee is going to be much improved this year. So I'm going to say one and six, and then you're at Southern Miss. You're not winning at Southern Miss in Hattiesburg. One and seven, and then you're home to UTSA. Now that's a winnable game. I'll give you that one. Two and seven. Then you're at Louisiana Tech with my guy Skip Holtz. Two and eight. You're at North Texas with Seth Luttrell. There's going to be revenge on the mind for that one. Two and nine, and then you're home to UTEP. Which like, but I'm gonna give you that win, but by the way, these UTEP and UTSA games I'm giving you because you're both at home, still losable games. This team is at best, at best going four and eight, and that's with me having them beat Army, which I don't think will happen. I think there's a better chance that they win two games or three games. So give me the under on the Rice House. I feel great about that play. And then my final before I get 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 out of here, I'm gonna take you back to Lafayette. All right, where where Louisiana Lafayette, we were mentioning, you know, hey, this team won 11 games last year. The win total this year, there was great value in that, but this year the win total is at 10. 
guys, we're only playing 12 games. They can't. I, I, I like this play as the under. All right. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. Let's go week by week. First, they start off with McNeese. Yeah. Joe Dumars is McNeese. It used to be McNeese state. Now it's just McNeese. Okay. McNeese actually not a bad FCS team. So they should win this game, but they better bring their a game because McNeese, I remember McNeese a couple, like five or six years ago, McNeese almost won at Nebraska. Now I think McNeese went like seven and five last year, but they're not a bad FCS team. Don't overlook this game. If you're Louisiana, but they should win this one. Then week two, you're hosting the Wyoming Cowboys and my guy, Craig bowl who are a physical run team and a good defensive team. Now I know Wyoming's defensive coordinator left to join our guy, Nick Rolovich in, in, in Pullman, but Craig bowl is one of the best coaches in America. I really believe that. I think I gave this win when we did Wyoming, I gave this win to Louisiana Lafayette, but this is a game that I think is a true 50, 50 game. I'm basically doing that because of the travel. Um, so let's say they get by Wyoming, even though I'm very, I'm, I, 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 am probably going to take Wyoming in the points when that game comes around, if it comes around um, week three at Georgia state. Now Georgia state did lose Dan Ellington. Sure. Um, they, that's, they, they should beat Georgia state, but it's not, they're still a bowl team. They're still not a horrible team. I just think right now you've played McNeese, Wyoming, Georgia state. Those are three decent teams. And then week four is Georgia Southern. Well, guess what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you're going to lose one of those four games. One of those four games, Lafayette's going to fucking lose. At best, though, four and L. All right? But I got them at three and one. They get a bye week, key bye week, because they're at Appalachian State. But Appalachian State's returning Zach Taylor, and, and they're just loaded offensively. They're returning a lot. They got a stud running back. I watched them in person earlier this year, or last year. Um... You're not winning that game at App State. So that's two losses right there. You're already at 10 and two. I mean, you're already, you know, they, they 10 wins. So you, you're already put, you know, at a push. And then they still, they, they host Coastal Carolina. Sure, that's a win. They're at Mexico State and Las Cruces. That's a win. At Texas State, that's a win. But there's no room for air anymore. And they host Arkansas State, who's not a bad team. They could lose to Arkansas State. Now, I would still say they're probably going to win that. I'll give them a 70% chance to win that. But Arkansas State, not bad. Okay, then you scroll down. Next up, South Alabama. Sure, they beat South Alabama. Then comes Saturday, November 21st, when they travel to Columbia, Missouri, to take on Missouri. That's a loss. And then they end the season at Louisiana Monroe. That's a win. I got this team, though, going 9-3 and three with potentially 8-4. and four. Take the under. There's no way. I'll put it like this. It not in, they're not better than Appalachian State in Missouri. I think everyone knows that. Both of those games are on the road. So for you to hit your over, if you took Louisiana in the over, you would need them to win one of those two games. And then they also play Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Wyoming, McNeese, and Arkansas State. All capable games of you losing, let, let alone Louisiana Monroe, which is a strange team because for some reason they, they play each other close. Um, so give me the under and the raging Cajuns. And those are my top five plays for the group of five college football season. Guys, this is the college experience. My name is Colby Dan. If you could leave us an, an, an awesome iTunes review it would really be awesome because we need more of those. 
We're trying to expand the brand. We got guests coming on sports gambling podcast and all that. You can find the sports gambling podcast network on Twitter at the SGP network. You can find me on Twitter at the Colby D. You can find Patty C on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. And also don't forget about NC Nick doing some great writing content. And I uh, will be a guest on the show in the fall at NC underscore Nick. Hilarious dude knows his shit. But this is the college experience. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast on Instagram. A lot of great shit we're putting up over there. Uh, I, I highly recommend it. And more college football to come. And then when Patty C gets back, we're probably going to break down a few more basketball and football things. But we're pretty much like a week away, a week, a week and a half, two weeks away from diving into full-time college football mode. So, and we're going to have some sports backs. We might go into the, you know, last year I did predict the NHL Stanley Cup correct. Coming into the playoffs, I said Blues will beat the Bruins in in seven in the in the in the cup. And sure enough, that's what happened. I cashed my ticket for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, they're gonna do this cool little playoff tournament, and it seems like NBA and baseball are right behind them. And I even saw the CFL. Sports are coming back. We're coming back. Pick Dundee in the place to be. Guys, this is the college experience. I appreciate you tuning in. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean, but sweat happens. That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox.